a single soul Reaching a further and stepping in closer Good everyone and welcome to today's Living Life. Now, did you know that Koreans don't like confrontations? Uh, and this plays out in different ways, but one of them, uh, one of the unexpected ways that it plays out is that when a younger person, uh, especially male, talks to an older person, older male especially, um, they don't even make eye contact. Now, I noticed this when I was uh, back in Australia, back in Sydney, talking to my youth pastor, uh, when I'm, you know, I'm, I'm looking up at him and I'm talking directly into his face to look at him. And now in Western culture, that's respectful, right? I'm giving you my full attention. So I'm looking at his face, I'm looking at his face and I'm talking and him is like, he talks to me this way. So, you know, if you're me, he's like, yeah, so Daniel, I want you to, mm, yeah, yeah, that's a really good idea. And I was like, what is going on? I was so confused. Um, and it, I didn't realize until many years later, and another pastor at church told me that uh, they lived in, a, uh, in the States for a while, and his son uh, would talk to him like full into his face, like dad and so forth. And he was like, who is this guy, you know, rebelling against me, you know, turn your eye down. Um, but his son was actually giving him full respect. Now, so all this to say that sometimes good and even love causes people to be uncomfortable when they are confronted front on and full on. So we're going to see a little bit of that today. So let's read the passage and then we'll continue. Acts chapter 24 verses 1 through 9. Five days later, the high priest Ananias went down to Caesarea with some of the elders and a lawyer named Tertullus, and they brought their charges against Paul before the governor. When Paul was called in, Tertullus presented his case before Felix. We have enjoyed a long period of peace under you, and your foresight has brought about reforms in this nation. Everywhere in every way, most excellent Felix, we acknowledge this with profound gratitude. But in order not to weary you further, I would request that you be kind enough to hear us briefly. We have found this man to be a troublemaker, stirring up riots among the Jews all over the world. He is a ringleader of the Nazarene sect, and even tried to desecrate the temple, so we seized him. By examining him yourself, you will be able to learn the truth about all these charges we are bringing against him. The other Jews joined in the accusation, asserting that these things were true. In today's passage, as we continue the, the courtroom saga and drama of Paul, we hear the thrust and the basis of the high priest's accusations against Paul. Verse 5 and 6, it says, We have found this man to be a troublemaker. I want you to underline, highlight this, troublemaker, stir, stirring up riots among the Jews all over the world. He is a, highlight this, ringleader of the Nazarene sect. And then in verse 6, And even try to, underline, highlight this, desecrate the temple so we seized him at the end. Paul is a troublemaker. Now, the thing is though, so I'm saying that Paul is a troublemaker, but the thing is that the accusations, these accusations are false. So he's a troublemaker not in the sense that the Jewish leaders are accusing him of. Paul is very 
Paul very wisely and rationally cross-examines these charges and he basically cuts them up to pieces later on. But these charges are even are worth uh, considering for us and even meditate on because to those who are Christless, those without eternal life, who do not know God, who do not understand the grace and the everlasting love of God, um, what Paul was doing, talking about Jesus, is troublemaking, right? That is trouble-causing. Paul, by teaching and proclaiming the good news of Jesus, was troubling people. This is true. Even the healing that he performed here and there was troubling for people because people would be thinking and saying, why are you saying all these things that are against the peace of our lifestyle? Why are you trying to stir up dissatisfaction in us? Why are you trying to desecrate the temple of our kingdom of comfort? The things that we are used to, the things that we like, that we are comfortable with, why are you stirring that up? Why are you causing trouble for us in that sense? Because we, Christians, live in the world, but we are not of it. Right? We all know this. This is not an inside-out identity, but it is an outside-in identity. What I'm saying is that we are not of the world, just as Jesus is not of the world, because it is He who said this, right? In John chapter 17, as Jesus was praying for all of us, right? For not just His disciples then and there, but in the, the years, the many years to come, which is us as well. So Jesus was sent by God to the world because God so loved the world. He, he was sent into the world to show the way and to be the way. And this is our model for living in but not of the world, as in an outside-in. We who were in and of the world has been saved out of it, right? Out of that finite, sinful, and leading to death life, out of that into eternal life. But as Christ was, we are now then also sent back into the world to be in it, but not of it. So the accusations of the high priest against Paul is very similar to the ones that were made against Jesus, if you notice. Right? And this proves that Paul was on the right track. Christians are not merely uh, you know, to live in the world without being corrupted by it. A lot of people um, consider that phrase, you know, living in but not of it, in this way. That we have to be, we're in it, you know, we do similar things, or we may even do the same things a lot of the times, but we are not corrupted by it. That, that's not it. You know, that's not all of it. That's just a very small part of it. We are to overcome. We have overcome the world. We have been saved out of it. And as Jesus was, we are sent to live in the world to save it, to help save it. And this is impact. This is troublemaking, right? Because the world does not want to be saved. It doesn't even know that it needs to be saved. The world has turn, turned its back on God and it has shut its ears to the truth and to the revelation of God. And so we, Christians, who dare to talk aloud the truth of God and the truth regarding this world, the sinfulness of this world, are making trouble in the eyes of God, in, in the eyes of the world, sorry. So it is troubling for the world because when we speak the truth, when we speak forth the truth, some listen and they believe, they see it, because in, deep inside they know and they follow. And so the riots that the high priest was complaining about 
you know, I can see are actually the lines of people responding to altar calls, responding to Paul's call to believe in the Savior, in the Messiah who is the Christ. Brothers and sisters, we are not meant to cause we are not meant to just cause trouble in the world. Our, our very identity is to shake it up. Our very identity is trouble to the world as we confront people with the good news so they can have life, as we confront people with abundant life. Now, as we close and for application, I have to give a very strong caveat. I am not saying for you to go out and do uh, what a lot of people call Bible bashing, right? This is the truth. Why do you not believe in the truth? Believe in the truth and start, you know, yelling at people. Or even if you don't yell at people, start, you know, telling people they're going to go to hell. And I mean, even that is the truth, right? Um, there is troublemaking and then there is troublemaking. I'm talking about wise, practical troublemaking that I've, I've actually been talking about around, you know, before today's passage and even uh, after today's passage as well. So I'm not asking you to go out and do alarming things to make cause trouble, but that I'm reminding us that who we are is trouble in itself. To live Christ and to live as Christ would and to live as Christ did and teaches is troubling enough and that is the the most powerful statement that we can make in this world but not being of it let's pray god we thank you uh, for your word we thank you for the reminder lord of our identity that as christians uh, that we are like many christs we are representations of you in this world that as you have been sent to save we are also sent to save to be your hands and feet Lord, uh, and to share the good news, uh, to proclaim the good news in words, with words, and without as well. Help all of us, Lord, to search our lives and our hearts, uh, even our surroundings, our relationships, so that we can be uh, that godly, biblical troublemakers to shake things up so that people uh, will know about true and abundant life. Not life as they know it, as they are used to, but life that you meant for us. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. For a single soul, reaching a further and stepping in closer.